Hello everybody, my name is Kai Ashford Havley and we're here with another episode of Solo Game Developers and I'm here with the mighty talented, multi-skilled Eunice Tyrola, maker of Will You Snail and co-creator of Islanders. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I would normally jump into all my normal regular questions, but we're doing. I do a segment called Pay It Forward, and we had our previous guest, Tim, Tim Ruswick, who was on, and he's a, a big fan of yours. And he had this one question that he said, I have to ask you, and I'm sorry if this uh, brings up any uh, feelings, but he asked you, when will Will You Snail come out? <laughs> That is a good question. At the moment, I really don't have a plan for when I'm going to release that game because I'm in a really relaxed development mode right now where I'm like, I, I don't have any financial pressure. I like working on the game. Life is good. Yeah. So I'm going to keep working on it till till it's done, till I'm happy with it. And I hope that will be um, as soon as possible, of course, but I also don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <Will> be. <laughs> that's such a... Uh, a unique position to be in, uh, like to both be comfortable with the development where you are and, you know, also be financially able to be able to just focus on this without having any other pressures going on in life. Yeah, it's a very lux luxurious position to be in for sure. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, was, I was very lucky for sure. Like I, I studied game, de game design in Berlin, yeah. HW Berlin, which is a great school. My parents have always been very supportive. Like my dad introduced me to programming when I was ten. Wow! So it's been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, luck and happy accidents for sure. Yeah, that got me here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I noticed that you you've done a lot on creating every asset and and musical piece by yourself. Where did you get your like inspiration to create your music? Does it ha like how do you find yeah, that inspiration to produce an interesting track. Hmm, interesting question. Um, so I think it's just, um, of course, I take a lot of inspiration from the music I like listening to, and I'm, I really like melodic music in all genres, really. So there's not really any any favorite genre of, of music mm. as long as it has a good melody yeah. i'm in yeah so that's what i try making as well i try making very melodic music with really catchy and groovy tunes okay yeah i can i can um, see that especially with your um uh some of the music that you produced for willie snail it's really kind of like mm, catchy yeah. and addictive almost <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so tell us, tell everybody who doesn't know what Will You Snail is, what is actually, what is Will You Snail? Oh, it started out as a rage game, as a platformer rage game that is all about AI. So the unique selling point of the game is that there's an evil AI that tries to predict your movement and then spawns traps in real time. So usually there are not a lot of traps in the level right from the beginning, like and all of the obstacles are spawned while you play the game, depending on where you go, which can be really frustrating because I wrote an algorithm that predicts really well where you'll end up, and then that's where exactly where it will spawn the traps. <laughs> so you have to react fairly quickly and have to be on 
on your toes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and at the same time, um, over time, the game evolved into something even bigger. Now I'm also trying to tell an interesting story about artificial intelligence. Hopefully, there will be something cool story-wise yeah. in there as well. Yeah. So the description to your YouTube page and the wish list will be in uh, in our um, description for both YouTube and our podcast when it goes out. So if anybody's interested, please go check it out. It truly looks like a very, like, <sighs> I think in all honesty, I think I'd get so angry at playing your game. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Um, and then there's a flying, the AI also has a rep representation, right? It's a flying face that mocks you when you mess up. Which is actually brings me to my question. One of my questions: um, What when creating something that insults you as you play? So not only are you getting frustrated at the very advanced AI, uh, or at least the prediction algorithm advanced, um, do you then have this insult directly at you? What, what made you? <laughs> what brought that on? Why have a? Why have this AI? Yeah, insight? I mean the, that's mostly for the entertainment factor. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I feel like even if if it might make it more frustrating, kind of makes it. I'm not sure. It, it almost makes you curious what the AI will say next, so you try again just to find out what you'll be next insulted with. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, I feel like it probably even helps to keep you playing. I think it, it, it's very dynamic as well. Um, it makes me feel like it's an element that I actually really like in games that I've seen where they have this kind of, I mean, it's like fourth wall breaking, but you have this thing that's interacting with you uh, while you're playing. And I really, really like that element. Um, yeah. And in a way, it doesn't even feel like you're playing the game alone. It almost feels like somebody's playing the game with you, observing uh, what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it's the way that you've scripted it as well. So it tr is it based on triggers? So basically when certain events happen or how does it know which dialogue to pick? Because you have over a thousand dialogues. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and you've recorded... Um... Sorry, answer that question. Yeah, it, I'll jump in. It, it, it starts out with the uh, with trigger. Yeah, so it has certain events where voice lines can be triggered. For example, at the beginning of the level, when the player dies. Uh, and there are a couple of other events that I started adding as well. So, um, and whenever one of these events occurs, then there's basically a giant decision tree for which voice line <laughs> fits best, right? There are a couple of very specific voice lines. Those are the ones I check for first. Like, um, if the player spammed uh, the keyboard a lot in the last seconds, there's something very specific. So that's one of the things I always check first. Right. Can, can trigger a voice line like, stop button smashing, <laughs> get you anywhere or something like that. Um, and then after that, I check the more general stuff like did you die to a spike for example then i can play a voice line that comments on you dying to a spike yeah and, and then if, if if none of that is true then there's still some generic voice lines that are that kind of fit just in. comment on you dying or whatever <laughs> and that way that way i can make sure that the most fitting voice line or one of the most fitting voice lines is selected for each scenario yeah what was the 
point that you kind of went, okay, game development is like where is is what I want to be in for now. This is it. This is because you know, you're also a talented musician. Um, so was there ever a point where you're like maybe music? I want to be a, a rock star or like a you know musician of some kind. Do I toy up which one? Mm, yeah, actually, wanted to be a filmmaker for a long time. Oh, wow. like pretty much. Mm. Yeah, for the majority of my life, I wanted to be a filmmaker uh, because I thought that was where I could combine all of my creative talents the best. I could do some music making, some writing, some acting, some making some films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it turned, turned out that there was another discipline discipline where I could combine all of these talents even better, and that was game development. But it took me a while to figure figure that out. So what did yeah. you have like a pinnacle point where you realized that or uh yes I, I guess there was a time where I um participated in a couple of um uh, film shoots and it was a lot of standing around it was a lot of social interactions and I'm a, a little bit of a shy person or at the least was <laughs> a shy person back then and didn't really work for me yeah. I guess that was one of the points where I realized hmm, maybe I should try game development. And once it clicked, it really make, made a lot of sense because I've been making games for a long time. Mm. Um, I, yeah, it, it and that you can actually make games as a job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so your first, of, uh, as far as I'm aware, your first uh, official release was Islanders. Is, is that correct? Or have you released a whole bunch of games beforehand and I just can't find them on your wiki page? That, that depends on the definition <laughs> of releasing. So commer- uh, I've released a couple of mobile games before, for example, three. I, I released three mobile games before, hmm. but they didn't really take off. So I would say Islanders is the first real shot at releasing a commercial game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when after Islanders, um, the uh, and you guys split up, uh, what kind of at what point did you decide that yeah okay I'm gonna build this game by myself? I like I started working on Will You Snail before before I started working on Islanders actually. Yeah. Wow. So when would that? What year <laughs> was that? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've started this YouTube channel channel two two and a half years ago, and that was pretty much the point where I decided I'll go full time into indie game development. Yeah. So that that was about two and a half years ago. Yeah. And at that point, it was clear to me I'll either gonna do this alone or in a team. I don't really care, but it's gonna get made. I'll. Uh, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> I was go- exactly, and then. Um, after Islanders, I, I would have jumped right into the next project with the two if they wanted to. With um, yeah. with your YouTube channel, when I was going through it and and watching some of your stuff, and um, I've been following you for a little bit, and I've been watching a lot of some of the stuff that you've done. Uh, there's a few times that I noticed that you do game jams, and you do like uh, what was one of them was like 300 and something games, or what what I've learned from 356 games, and or you tried to do. A ten games in a day, or ten games a game a minute, or something ridiculous. Um, you yeah, I made fifty games in a day, and the other one, the other video was we made three hundred fifty intentionally broken video games, or something like that. Yes, that was the 
the game jam we did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So how how do you <laughs> all of that's nuts? So the fifty games in a day, like, <laughs> um, what was the was the biggest lesson that you took out from building fifty games in a day? It more or less confirmed some of the lessons I already knew before. And one of them that prototyping is extremely important. Um, the other one that it is extremely hard to design a game on paper. Like a lot of people try to come up with their game ideas completely in their head or on paper. Mm. I feel like that's not how not, I mean, it, yes, you can do that, but I feel like you can get way, way better results if you design your game in engine using various kinds of iteration, Sure. just prototype something, create something in engine, create like 10 different variations of the same game try it out, see what feels best, and just experiment a lot. Sure. Because you you cannot do that on paper, you cannot do that in your brain, you'll never get a true feel for, for how the game will actually feel like. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, that, that, that confirms that. And it also showed me that it actually doesn't need to take a lot of time to try something out. You can literally tr make a prototype and try, try out a game idea in 10 minutes. So... If it's not even that big of a time investment, you should just do it. Just try out your ideas in engine. Yeah, get it in there. So as a as a developer, what do you find the hardest thing for you to achieve is? That's a good question. Um Jonas, you're just too good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are definitely things that are hard for me as well. I would say time management is probably the hardest thing because sure. as a solo developer, there are so many things you have to do, you yeah. have to take care of. And it's really hard to decide what's worth your time, what you should spend your time on first, um, yeah. what you should do, what you should maybe not do. <laughs> yeah, that's the trickiest part for me. This comes up. This has come up in the last couple of uh, the podcasts that we've done, um, and a lot of people talk about being a solo game developer. You have to juggle uh, development and marketing and video editing, and mm. and the, yeah. in your case, music creation and then the asset creation and. You've got all these things that you're like, okay, well, what needs to be done today? And if I don't market it, then no one will play my game. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. It's a tricky balance to strike for sure. What kept yeah. you focused on, on Will You Snail? Like, what drove you to keep pushing forward through the hard times? Sorry, what? That's... Which hard times are we talking about? <laughs> well, I, I meant, sorry, like, not like life hard times, but those times that you're, you know, you're sitting there and you go, oh, I don't want to build this game anymore, or you're um, hit, like, a really big bug or something that's, like, uh, yeah, really, like, you know, or, or you, a new game came out and you're just like, I just want to play this game or I want to watch this movie or um, what, what kind of made you go, okay, no, I need to settle down and focus into this. Mm, yeah, interesting question. I feel like, yeah, with Will You Snail, I've just been very lucky that I'm actually really excited about the project. So when I have like a, a lack of motivation and I feel down and I don't really want to work, then usually what works best is just to just stop mm. and come back the other day and then I'm ready to go again. So if I, if I just want to play a game or watch a film, then yeah. Chances, chances are I'm actually just going to do that and then <laughs> come back to <laughs> come back <laughs> the day after and keep working on the game. When, yeah. you, when you're building Willies now, I, I noticed that in some of your videos you have some clips of you writing code. Um, do you have any method that you use to uh, keep your code clean? Do you, do you use unit testing? Do you do anything that 
keeps it all nice and tidy or is it a mess at the mm. moment? <laughs> I mean, you have to find a good middle ground between making everything super clean and working at a reasonable pace. You, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you just create the perfect code architecture, you're usually too slow. And if you make your game way too messy, then that actually slows you down as well. So it's really optimized for speed, my, my programming style. I optimize where I have to in order to save time and where I can get away with writing messy code. <laughs> I will absolutely do that. <laughs> so yeah, whatever is fastest in the long run. Uh, just think, okay, if I write some messy code now, will that actually cost me some time in the future? And if the, the answer is yes, then um, I'm making sure to write some clean code. Wow. And did you find that you did the same on Islanders as well, or is it a different yeah. environment? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we we did the same thing in Islanders. Islanders was a little different, I guess, because we wrote on the code base together, which automatically makes things more messy. Yep. Yeah, but we just made sure to talk to each other and figure things out, how we want to set up the code architecture. And like, it's, it's always important to set a solid foundation, because mm. um, otherwise we'll just get too crazy like you if you want to change some, some something later on you should be able to find the the code yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah do you ever find yourself like looking at a method or a function and going what what did i what was i doing here again yeah of course yeah. <laughs> happens all the time <laughs> yeah but i usually figure it managed to figure it out after a while yeah I found like morale, like keeping your uh, moral morale high uh, when building a game as a solo game developer is really hard. Is there any tricks that you do to keep yourself um, inspired and motivated? Yeah, I've struggled with this a lot as well in the past. Like I started probably over a hundred game projects that I didn't finish. And I feel like at some point you just... Once you've done the like 20, 30, 40 times, once, you, once you've once you quit that many game projects, you're at a point where you're like, I don't want to quit game projects anymore. It's just not fun. <laughs> I want to finish this. And you'll, you'll reach that point all by yourself. Just keep making games, keep quitting. And at some point you'll, you'll be like, no, I don't want to quit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it happens automatically. And also, yeah. I feel like one thing that helped a lot with my motivation is my YouTube channel, of course, like yeah. the fact that there are a lot of people who are eagerly waiting for Will You Snail to be released. That is a big, big, big motivation boost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember the times where I just coded something, right, for, for months without knowing if anybody would be interested in the final game. And of course, having that confirmation beforehand obviously gives you a big motivation boost. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I don't have as many, nearly as many followers as you do on my my game channel, um, but I do find that just even like the the few people that are there and they say, "Wow, I'm really excited for your game," and "Oh my god, when's it going to come out?" Or "Thank uh, that that feature you added is really cool." It just pushes you. It, it motivates. Um, I then spend a couple of hours before at night time that I, I normally would have gone to bed. I'm just like there coding, going, "Yes, I need to get this in." <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah that those are the the great moments where you feel really motivated so what we're going to do is we're going to go into this thing called the debug round it's a series of short random questions and i warn you some of them okay. are, are pretty random so are you ready there's 11 questions i'm going to fire them at okay. you 
Okay. Let's go. All right. So the first question is, and always is, is cereal soup? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number two. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? The secret conspiracy I would like to start... Yeah, that is actually part of Will You Snail lore, so play Will You Snail and try to figure it out. Oh, I re... Is... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know there's gonna be like seven, like 70 hours of me just trying to work out what conspiracy theories are. I love that. <laughs> okay, question number three. What's the most ridiculous fact you know? That's the sound. I, I'll know all the numbers of pi. 3.141595653. Can you say five, it without looking at eight. your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, question number four. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Hmm. That's, hmm, that's a tricky question. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really wonder if they'll be nostalgic for, for the games you have now, the way people are nostalgic for pixel art games. Oh, yeah. Nowadays. All right, question number five. If animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest of all animals? Hmm, it would probably be... Challenging questions, the right? Can the, can the kangaroo. What? Yeah, the kangaroo. That's my hometown. No. <laughs> why is the kangaroo... <laughs> why, why the kangaroo? Surely, like... Hmm. Yeah, just tried to imagine a couple of animals that are really rude. Like I tried it with, with a pig, with... With the snail, with the turtle, and just didn't work in my brain, but it worked with a kangaroo. Yeah, uh -huh. I can imagine a, a really salty kangaroo. <laughs> I can... <laughs> uh, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Great. Great? <laughs> I, like, I like the internet, yeah. I pr basically live in the internet. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm not, sure, not sure what I would do without it. Question number seven. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Uh, I like. I feel like if you fire the chicken at the elephant, it will probably only take one. Like if you, <laughs> from a cannon. You, yeah. <laughs> My question number eight is: What is something people seem to misunderstand about you? Yeah, I, I feel like people oftentimes forget that I was literally uh, just a random dude making video games at home as well two years ago and then i get like it really baffles me when when i join uh when i post something in discord and people completely freak out oh jonas he wrote something to me oh my god that is uh feels very strange to me mm. so i feel like that is definitely something that people are getting wrong <laughs> or yeah so you've had your touch yeah. of, of uh... I'm, I'm not that special i feel like yeah we, as some people think uh question number nine what are you curious about right now? What I'm curious about, I'm very curious about the future, actually. Yeah, I'm very curious which technologies will come, mm. what will happen. Yeah. Uh, what was, uh, question number 10, what's something you failed at? Either something really big that was a big failure or um, maybe something, some sort of meaningful failure that's really changed uh, your output, your, your choices. I've definitely had a lot of small failures along the way that really taught me what to do and what not to do. For example, one of them was the video I mentioned before where I took like a really provocative provocative title that five reasons why your indie game sucks. I'm not going to do that again, I guess, because it upsets people. Um, yeah, but that was that was just a small failure along the way that taught me something. A big failure... Um, 
I've definitely had those as well. I'm not sure if I had any super big failures like in the in the last two years. I would say one thing that I definitely failed at for Will You Snail is going for a reasonable scope and predicting how long the project would take me. I greatly underestimated how long <laughs> the project would take me because the game I made before, Islanders, I made with two of my friends and we made the game in like all in all from start to finish uh, six months. Wow. And that was, of course, really, really fast. I kind of thought I could do the same alone, but it's just not the case. It takes so much longer. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely underestimated that and didn't do enough planning. One of the things I definitely regret doing as well is that I didn't do any proper prototyping when I started the project. That's one of the things I recommend to everybody who starts making a game. Yet I myself didn't do it when I started this game, which is definitely one of my biggest regrets for this one. Okay, so we got this, uh, one, one of these segments that I run, it's called Early Release, and basically you've been tasked with an idea to come up with a game that can be built in a weekend. Uh, what would that game be and how would it play? If I had to make a game in one weekend. Yeah, now you've done many games, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what would be... So you're asking me to design a game yep. in my head. Yeah. That oh. is exactly probably the thing I yeah. try not to do if I make the game alone. Like I feel like in in game jams, um, I often come up with the with the game ideas beforehand, mm-hmm. right? So you you just figure out what you're doing, and then you can coordinate a little better as a team if you know what you're doing. But I feel like if I would make a game alone, I would go with a prototyping approach, just go going in with an open mind, trying out a couple of things and seeing what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Maybe I would go in with a rough idea. For example, one time I started a game jam with the rough idea that I wanted to make a physics-based tower defense game. <laughs> and that actually turned out quite nice. You can yeah. play that on itch. It's called um, Overcharge. Overcharge. That's definitely one of my favorite uh, game jam games. Yeah, the, the the enemies are basically just physics objects that are falling down from the top. Yeah, I if I had to make a game in in one weekend, I would I would experiment. Uh, yeah, I would st- start with something like, if, like and physics. Then, yeah, go go from there and play with. Them. Okay, I love it. Mm. And in my last segment, it's called Pay It Forward. And in this segment, uh, you nominate um, preferably someone you know. We tried getting Terry Crews on once before, and um, he was yeah, he said no. Um, and we'll try uh, you know Jack Black and other famous people, but uh, nominate somebody that you want to ask them one question, and we'll try and get them on the show, and then ask them that question just like Tim did with you. Hmm. Okay. So, have you had Blackthorn Proch on your show before, Noah? No. 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 So, Noah? Okay, yeah, then, then I would recommend you try reaching out to Noah from Blackthorn Proch. And a question you could ask him, yeah, what would be an interesting question? I guess I could also just ask him when his game comes out, but like if you have an interview with him, you'll probably do that anyway. So, so something exciting. Maybe we should ask him something more interesting, like... How often do you think you've played your game during development? How Ooh. many hours? 
Jonas, thank you. Alrighty. Thank you so much uh, for coming on and answering all my crazy, ridiculous questions. Um, uh, it's been really, really fun. And I'm... Yeah, thanks for having me. Questions were great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked them. I like, I like crazy questions. That's good. Keep them coming. Yeah, hope you'll have some interesting guests in the future as well. I, I hope so. And... and uh... For anyone that's interested out there, uh, please check out um, Jonas's uh, YouTube channel. It's going to be in our description, including make sure that you wishlist uh, uh, Willie Snail. Um, if there's anyone that wants to get involved more in an active role, is there a community or something that they can join to to reach out? And We have a Willie Snail Discord group. Yeah, that would probably be the best place to join if you want to get more involved. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Uh, I'll check that in the description as well so that everybody can jump in. Uh, I'm sorry if you end up with so many more fans coming over and trying to give you hugs, but... <laughs> oh, no, that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But until then, um, everybody check it out. And uh, this has been uh, Solo Game Developers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.